It's ridiculous. It's not a chop. It was not a chop. And I'm going to tell you what. If you hold coaches accountable, players accountable, hold the damn officials accountable. It's garbage. And then to call another penalty on the sideline is even more garbage. It's cowardly, gutless, and wrong. Now, they can take it, find it, do whatever they want to do with it. That's a fact. Look at the film. It's ridiculous that they do it. That was a huge call in the game. He sucked. Just going to be honest with you. I'm going to be straightforward. He was terrible. I feel like he should be reprimanded. I feel like some of the plays that was going on out there was just, I mean, it was terrible to the point where we go down and feel Crowder scores. Blatant face mask. Blatant. We get a touchdown, no call. Now, defense, we go out there and on the same sideline, we stop him for a run. We get in there, he said we call a face mask, but there was no evidence of that. It was a scramble. <laughs> How did. Shutout nine nine can't strike strikeout shutout in the first game. 
and he's basically just stymied the Cubs in the second outing in game four. But as this series has gone on, you can see that Chicago's kind of getting their timing down a little bit. Last night at Wrigley, they finally came through it. Bryant hit a homer. Rizzo tripled in fourth. Cubs to the lead and was able to hang on. Mr. Chapman. This is why baseball postseason is so good, because Mr. Chapman was able to come in and pitch two and two-thirds inning last night. That's almost unheard of during the season unless it is a big game, and that is what happened last night. Um, Chapman came in two and two-thirds innings and did what he needed to do to help the Chicago Cubs to push the game back to Cleveland. Um, we got game six um, Tuesday night between those two ball clubs. So that should be an interesting take, um, exactly what's going to happen between these two teams, um, you can't get anything better than that. If you if you like sports and you are compelled by good theater, not just necessarily baseball. I mean, that's not necessarily baseball in this instance, but if you like football or, or you know, good competition between two sporting events, this has definitely um, been a World Series that you will definitely enjoy. All right, let's turn our attention to the king of this um, country, Basically, and that is the NFL, the, the National Football League. Um, basically, the National Football League, and I'm going to turn my attention really um, to the state of Florida right now. Yesterday was one of the best games I've seen um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers play in a couple of years. Jameis Winston didn't look half as bad. Um, the Oakland Raiders did what they needed to do in getting that win in overtime. It did come off of, I guess you would say, if you're an Oakland fan, a broken tackle. And if you're a Tampa fan, you would say it's a missed tackle. So, anyway. Um, it was an interesting ball game between these two teams. Um, you can't go really uh, – somebody has to lose, basically. Somebody has to lose, but it was a very interesting game. And right now I got two gentlemen that's on the hook that's able to help me access some of the things that went on in the National Football League. want to welcome back to the show Mr. Antoine Smith. Antoine, what's going on, buddy? How you doing tonight? What's up, Will? What's going on? I can't. Man, I can't call it, man. Um, before we get to the National Football League, World Series, man, awesome, compelling theater. It is one of the best World Series I've seen in years. You know, we got these two-story franchises going head-to-head, Cleveland and Chicago, and it has not disappointed. But one of the things, Antoine, that has intrigued me more than anything else is in regards to that is great pitching, timely hitting, and great defense. What is oh, yeah. your take on this World Series? I totally agree with what you said, man. I mean, like you said, it's been one of the best in a while. And to me, I don't think the Cubs finished just yet. I think they got a couple tricks up their sleeve. They got one of the best managers in baseball, so they're going to find a way. They will definitely find a way. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Chicago Cubs. And uh, Jake Arrieta is going to go for the Cubs in game six. I'm looking for him to push it to a game seven. I mean, we can, they can't yeah. cheat us. They got to give us seven games, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. They, you know. They definitely, yeah. That, that definitely yeah. got to happen. All right, in regards to the National Football League yesterday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, just basically, how can we say, missed opportunity, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they just played I mean, out missed opportunity yesterday yeah. in overtime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like you said, you know, that's one of the best games they played, you know, in a while. And, you know, turnovers kill anybody. But I cannot discredit the Razor for what they're doing. I mean, Derek Carr, you know, I put him on my MVP list. 
which I'm going to put out tomorrow. And, I mean, the young guy, all the teams that passed on him, I mean, they paying for it because, I mean, that guy just put me in work. And 5-0 I mean, on the road are the Raiders. 5-0. and zero. I know. Oh man, I mean, it, I mean, the Raiders are just playing outstanding football this season. I mean, they got a little lucky now, but they they had to do they had to work some magic to come back against New Orleans in Week One, and then yesterday they just won. Unfortunately, they had two Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive back just couldn't tackle. <laughs> that was unreal. I, I, <laughs> that was just unreal. But hey, that's and, what this league is about: take advantage of the opportunities oh, that yeah. you get. Yeah, your Atlanta Falcons are <laughs> balling out. Uh, they take care of business yesterday against the Green Bay Packers. They won that game in, in the final seconds of the uh, the final 11 seconds. They won the game. Uh, Atlanta is the highest scoring offense in the NFL this season. Are you surprised by what the Falcons are doing this year? Because I am. I'm, I, I got to admit, I'm very surprised. Um, I'm not surprised simply because, I mean, the problem last year was Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan couldn't get on the same page. And it caused their offense to, to falter down the stretch. So now they're putting things mm-hmm. together. They're putting everything together, should I say. And, I mean, it's just coming all together. But on defense is where we have to, you know, pick up, you know, pick up the slack because that's what we're lacking. Now, I'm not going to tell a lie. 30 seconds is even too much for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I <laughs> I was breathing deep all the way to the clock. You know, so, I mean, it's not a surprise. It's it's it's, it's been. Well, you ain't got to tell me, man. I'm I, I'm a witness of Aaron Rodgers making one of those late heroic comebacks against the Dolphins um, uh, last season. So you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> you have to remind me, man. Aaron Rodgers is the truth. Still, to me, he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL. That's just in my humble oh, opinion. Yeah, um, yeah got to hear me. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, come on. What I mean, but he he's like, look. One of those games at his press conference just said it was just one of those games. I want to play something for you that I played at the opening of the show in regards to Josh Norman and him he basically crying about officiating. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be straightforward. He was terrible. I feel like he should be reprimanded. I feel like some of the plays that was going on out there was just, I mean, it was terrible to the point where we go down and feel Crowder scores. Blatant face mask. Blatant. We get a touchdown. Okay, basically he's crying. That, that, that's just call it what yep. it is. He's, he's, he's crying. They lost. I mean, I'm a big-time proponent on if you lose, there's a no, I'm, I'm a no-excuse person, period. You know what I'm saying? You either make it happen or it doesn't happen. It is what it is. You just you just can't make excuses. And that seems to be what yeah. this is in this case with Josh Norman. He's making excuses. Do you oh, agree yeah. or disagree? And I agree. And, you know, Part of sports, what people don't understand, is human error. That's why, you know, that's what makes sports sports. And, I mean, it's missed calls every Sunday. So, I mean, a tie, is, to me, is a loss. So, I mean, stop making excuses, get the job done, and, you know, just don't get to that point to where you have to depend on that. Just simple as that. Stop crying. Well, these next two teams I'm going to mention, I'm just going to go ahead and just tell you, I drink the Haterade big time. Hater alert. Hater alert. Hater alert. Hater alert. Hater alert.
Definitely my friend, Mr. Antoine Smith, put up a blog in regards to upset of the day. I took an upset with the Bills over the Patriots. I am jealous of the Patriots because they are good. I ain't afraid to say it. So that's where my hater comes in for the New England Patriots. I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. See, I'm a man about mine. And let's see. In regards to the Dallas Cowboys, I absolutely despise the Dallas Cowboys. I've despised the Dallas Cowboys since I was a five-year-old kid who can hardly get the ball to the line of scrimmage. I've always disliked the Cowboys because everybody in their mama liked wow. me and it just aggravated the hell out of me. So I never liked the Cowboys, but these are the two teams that are really, everybody's like, oh, they're on track to the Super Bowl, which I can't understand how you make that proclamation after seven games. I'm still trying to figure that out. We see this movie every year. Somebody always jumps out, and one of those teams is the Cowboys from Dallas, Texas. What is wow. your take on the New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys? The Dallas did win in overtime, I got to say. The Eagles hey, I can't knock the Patriots. I'm like you. I'm on the, I'm on the same team. I can't knock them. Mm-hmm. I hate them as well. But, you know, I mm-hmm. just can't deny, you know, Belichick and what he's able to put together year after year. Now, when I was coming up, I'm only 37. But when I was coming okay. up, everybody, everybody team, like you said, with the Dallas Cowboys. But – the New England Patriots remind me more of the San Francisco 49ers than Bill Walsh. Because, I right. mean, offensively, you couldn't stop them. Defensively, they put together, you know, team after team. And to this day, I think the, 94, the 1994 49ers is the best, best team ever assembled, hands down. So, I can't knock them. But the Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, they shocked me. I had them going like 4-12, and 5-11. But, hey, who am I to say? I got to give credit to Jason Garrett and what he's doing down there. And I hope that, you know, I wish them much success. But when they play the Falcons in the playoffs, and if they do, you know, I got to go for that level. So you, you, you're still right. You don't ride that way that Atlanta's going to make the playoffs. Because of this, uh, what you got, 5-2 uh, and two now or 4-4? 5-3. and, four and three. Five and three. Okay, so you're gonna ride the five and three, um, two games, and you got well the Panthers. Well, who's in your division? The Panthers. You guys. Panthers, Saints, uh, and Buccaneers. I, I would ride that wave if I was you too. Yeah, I ride that wave because <laughs> you don't know what Panthers team gonna show up, and the Buccaneers are a couple of seasons away. Um, they just keep finding a way to lose close games, and the Saints are gonna score a ton of points. I mean, we got that far. Yeah. We just don't play no defense, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to ride with you on that. Yeah, you you got a shot. You got a shot. I, I don't know if you're going to be <laughs> one of those teams that get there and, you know, become one of the, one of the first or second or third losers. But, <laughs> hey, but you got a shot. Hey, you got to put up a fight. Hey, I'm not mad at you. I understand. Speaking of putting up a fight, this is something that's really caught my attention. I'm going to say with the state of Florida with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they fired offensive coordinator Olsen after their Thursday night loss to the Tennessee Titans. Um, many in Jacksonville who would have much rather than fire Gus Bradley. And I can't blame him. Gus Bradley is 14-41 and 41 as, his, as a head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and we all know about what that means, what the NFL is for this in this league. It is a straight whatever you don't mean to be
And that's what it is. It's strict. That's what this. That's what this league is. It's strictly what have you done for me lately, and what he has done for them lately is absolutely zero. Nothing. Fourteen and forty-one. That is one putrid of a record. I mean, good grief! How does he keep a job in twenty? I mean, that just tells me everything I need to know about the Jacksonville ownership, in my opinion, that they're just as inept and as incompetent as the Miami Dolphins organization, although yeah. we are on a two-game winning streak and we have a bye yesterday. But and the bad thing that's about, who we are right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the bad thing about the whole situation is he just got a contract extension. That is the most saddest thing I've ever seen. And the only reason why I can think of them keeping him, well, he's gone at the end of the season, no doubt. That they can't find mm-hmm. anybody to replace them right now, and they don't have any trust in their coaching staff. So at the end mm-hmm. of the year, they're just going to wipe the whole slate clean, start over again, because they spent too much money and have too much talent on this team to be as bad as they are. I mean, there's no excuse. None at all. That is crazy. I'm sorry. That's that's really nuts right there. That this man got a contract extension. I'm glad you gave me that information. I didn't even know it and I, I don't I don't yeah. even understand that how that is even possible. But wrapping up one yeah. of the last games in the social I mean in the um league yesterday in regards to the Broncos, the Broncos told their offense, Screw you, we'll go ahead and do what we need to do. <laughs> the Broncos have yeah. now three defensive touchdowns this season, folks. And Wow. And Akeem Talib did not play yesterday, although they did play against the San Diego Chargers. And also, shout out to Pro Kane, uh, Travis Benjamin, with that unbelievable one-hand catch in the, in the end zone. But are we on yeah, collision for, for another Denver Buckles, the uh, New England Patriots AFC Championship game? Uh, the reason why I'm going to say I, I can't say, I'm, I'm going to just say, yeah. But I just cannot discount the Pittsburgh Steelers. As long as Ben Roethlisberger is playing and Antonio Brown is playing, I see it over and over. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL. Now, you might be right that they're on a collision course, but, I mean, I just got to always watch out for Pittsburgh. So I can't give it a definite yes. But probability is high. So I'm going to just say just keep keep an eye on Pittsburgh. Okay. I mean, I'll keep an eye on them. It'll be one eye. Like you said, eye. You say eyes. <laughs> so I'll keep an eye, and it'll be squinting, too. I mean, I'm serious, because I do not believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have one of the worst defenses in the league. I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's true. Um, they let the Miami Dolphins run all over them. I'm sorry. And the Dolphins have one of the worst offensive lines, although they are improving with the Mike Pouncey, Larry Thompson, and um, – uh, Brandon Albert uh, trio over there, all first round pick. But I mean, hey, they still—that's still the Miami Dolphins' offensive line. It's still the offensive line that has running for its life back there. So, ooh, it's kind of hard to see the Pittsburgh Steelers in the mix. I, I, I tell you, a team that um, I think that's really not getting no pub, and I think they just caught some bad breaks so far as the Cincinnati Bengals. And Oakland is just a year away. I mean, I, I really do believe in the Raiders and what they're doing, and sometimes you got to have that rabbit foot, rabbit foot in your pocket. During the course of the season, you got to get lucky, and they're, they're getting extremely lucky. I mean, five and on the road, we can't deny that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're can't one. argue with that. But let's turn our attention. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, well, I tell you what, let's turn our attention to college football, and I want to talk about the Florida State Sanders before I get to Florida State. I want to say the Gators won a girl lot of the cocktail party in one of the most boring games I think there was on Saturday, probably the entire year. 
two non-offensive teams, basically looking like two non-offensive teams. And you had to be fans. You had to be, I'm serious, fans of either the Georgia Bulldogs or the Florida Bears to sit there and endure that torture. Just my opinion. Yeah, I was Before we get to the point of myself. Did, did you watch that game? <laughs> did you watch Indy Florida yeah, I and watched Georgia? It. And I just got to say, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm a Bulldogs fan to heart. And to watch mm-hmm. that offensive line play, it just it just did something to me. They've got to get that fit. Uh, I mean, this is still, you know, most of the Mark Rich team. And next year, mm-hmm. you know, they would get more Kirby Smart type players. But that offensive mm-hmm. line, they've got to fix it. They got four more games left. They can salvage the season, finish mm-hmm. eight and four. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. that offensive line is just hard to watch. Well, since you brought up offensive line play with Mark Rick, the current team he's with, the offensive line really stinks. And before I get Miami people jumping down my throat, I want to say I do Now, I hope that kind of gets all off my back a little bit because what I'm getting ready to say you might not like too much. Let me say this about the University of Miami's offensive line. They played against a school I really don't like. I really don't not I really do not like not give a damn. That's what I call Notre Dame for those of you that don't know. I call them not give a damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they actually just <laughs> they just bullied my canes up front. And I mean bully, manhandle, whatever word that's used for domination in a football game, in a scrum of a line of scrimmage, that is what they did against my Miami Hurricanes. Again, Miami people, I love you. You see, I played a little clip before. Born and raised in the county of Dade, but I got to be real. We stunk up the joint. That offensive line play, this is one of the worst offensive lines in the history of the school. The school. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame had one kid who literally wrecked havoc the whole entire first half. I wish I remember the kid's name, and I took notes. But it was number 94. He just absolutely wrecked havoc that entire game. Now, the Canes did come back. They took the lead off for two plays. Notre Dame having to muscle punt late in that ball game. Thank you, Notre Dame, for the gift. Miami went up by seven. Then they gave up the opposing touchdown, and then they gave up the game in the field goal. And as appropriate as it may be, the offensive line allowed Brad Tiger to be back. I'm through with being disappointed with this season. It is what it is. I, as much of a sore loser as I am, Antoine, I begin to accept losing. And that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And to be honest, both our team have the exact mm-hmm. same problem. No offensive line, yeah. gifted quarterback, good defense that just can't, you know, that just, that just stays on the field too long. And that, that's oh, what happens Sunday. Way too long. And both, in both games, that's what happens Sunday. Both defenses yeah. stayed on the field entirely too long. Yeah, Miami's defense gave up that gave up twenty points right away at the start of that ball game. Notre Dame was going up and down the field and then Miami kinda of locked them up a little bit, allowed the offense to get back in the game. But Miami's got a big time problem with lack of depth. And that that's that's been showing up these last four games and um this oh, week yeah. they play against a even more physical team against with the Panthers, who are probably the more physical team in the A C C so I don't know where they're yeah, gonna get that, from their pocket to play and, in this and, game, but they better get Pittsburgh. Yeah, and Pittsburgh has one of the best, you know, running games in the ACC, so they might just wear y'all down all game. So, yeah. y'all going to get a heavy dose of the corner, but 
Y'all might have to deal with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hope not to have to watch this entire game. Please don't let me have to watch this entire game. I am so begging for that not to happen. I hope I am distracted. I'm just trying to told you, Antoine. <laughs> don't want to hey, watch that entire game. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to keep on rolling along before the state Clemson and Dabo finally won in Tallahassee, and he was happy about it. I'm glad to finally walk in this room and, and be happy. Uh, it's been a long time coming, I can tell you that. Um, you know, just uh, – you know, first of all, I, I don't I don't know how you could expect anything less than Clemson, Florida State. Uh, what a what a game! Uh, just a incredibly hard fought hard fought game. Both teams had an unbelievable will to win uh, the football game, and uh, you know we just made one more play. I'm glad to finally walk in this room and, and be. Okay. Anyway, before I get to dabble what dabble just said and him is. Total happiness with finally winning Doe Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee. Temple Fisher yeah. wasn't too happy with officiating. He kind of clicked and went off a little bit. Again, like I said about Josh Norman, I don't even blame the ref for anything. It is what it is. The outcome is the outcome. You win, you lose, whatever. You, you stick with yeah. the decision that happened on the field. But Jeffo may have had just a point on that call. Did you see that play? Oh, I actually didn't. I actually did. It was I a didn't tough call. It, it was a very, yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough part of the game. Um, Florida State was actually, you know, I think driving and moving the ball down the field, and then that tough call came. Actually, Florida State really did have a chance to tie that ball game up or win. Um, but again, the lack of discipline on Florida State's offensive line because they have somewhat of the same problem that Miami and Georgia that we spoke that Miami and Georgia has um, offensive line play. Clemson um, is one of those teams where. You can't love them. You, you you just can't love them because they they don't seem to excite you, but they keep winning this doggone year. And um, I think that was their last hurdle. I think that was their last hurdle before yeah. the uh, ACC championship game. Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, till they get to the college playoff, they won't have another battle unless somebody sneaks them, but I don't see it. <clears throat> no, nah, I, I can't another see type monster. In your opinion, will he come? Do you think he comes back next year? Uh, no, I think the 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 money that he will be probably be making, I think, gonna be too much for him to turn down. Do you think he's better? Uh, do you think he gets picked over uh, the kid from Notre Dame, Kaiser? Does he get picked over him? Because I I think the Kaiser kid is nice. I think if he had an offensive line, he would be much better. Yeah, Kaiser is your prototypical quarterback for the NFL because of his size. But as far as right. talent-wise, I will have to go with Deshaun Watson because I feel like his uh his football football IQ is far better than Kaiser. So I would pick okay. Watson, but because of the prototypical look of uh, Kaiser, I think he goes higher. But I think you okay. know Deshaun Watson might be, it might be a gift because uh. Kyler probably would go to the Cleveland Browns, and I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think nobody wants to go there. I think Johnson from Miami. I mean, Cleveland is the place. Where the, Cleveland Browns is the place where your career goes to end abruptly. It yep. just stops. <laughs> it's just that's just one place where guys just seem. I mean, Josh Gordon. I mean, but Josh Gordon got a whole other set of issues. But it just seems like you don't advance when you go to Cleveland. That just seems to be the way that goes. But 
I don't know, man. I I, I like Watson. I like uh, Kaiser. Um, that's really about all the guys I can see. The rest of these guys, up, I don't even know who they are. You know, that's yep. just something that's, you know, that's for the guys who get paid for the gurus, Kuyper and McShay. Now, but, I mean, the quarterback from uh, mm-hmm. North Carolina, he'll be a late-round steal for somebody. He mm-hmm. can develop into a reliable backup. And I can see him in Indianapolis or, I say, Kansas City because he would be an mm-hmm. Andy Reid type guy. I mean, he's oh, very yeah, he accurate. You know, he, yeah, he throws good short pass. He's you know, good in the short passing game, which is good in the West Coast offense. So I could see him in Kansas City, you know. Even though they have Nick Foles, you know, he could leave after this year. So he would be an option, you know, for the Chiefs. I could see that. Yeah, he's all right. I seen him play against Florida State in Miami. And uh, yeah, he can throw. You're right. He can throw a. He can throw a bubble screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he can throw a bubble screen. Short That's pass. all I got. Yeah. I mean, it's cold yeah, it's short pass. It's cold quarterback. Yeah, you can definitely. Yeah, he can definitely do that. All right, well, we get out of here, man. Um, listen, the NBA season has started. You may have. You may want to elaborate on it. I'm be honest with you. I really don't care about the association until All Star Weekend. Um, so whatever <laughs> happens before the end, I got nothing. Um, I hear West Westbrook dropped 51 last night against the Lakers. Uh, the Miami Heat did lose at home again, uh, their second loss, um, this season. And for the Miami Heat fans, damn, Miami, listen to me. This is going to be one of them long years. Long, long. I mean, you're going to be excited, but they have no closer. And they're going to be competitive. It's going to be exciting to watch, but they're going to lose a lot of ball games. Maybe fifty plus. Maybe and if 50 they don't, plus. if they don't get a close in there, I mean, supposed they're not going to be there, but another year or two, and they'll be rebuilding nah. all over again. And nah, they should he's not going nowhere. You know, that's the that's the one thing about it. Spo ain't going nowhere. That's Spo's a rally guy. He's a he's a Mickey Harrison guy. They're not going to. They know what they're doing, and they know that. They scrapped the team. They kind of, you know, did him wrong a little bit. They're not going to do him that way. I don't think they will, but, hey, what have you done for me lately, baby? That's the business. That's the business. So, now, mm-hmm. I, got, I got a question for you from, there from South Florida. How much, you mm-hmm. know, what's the what's the word down on, on why Dwayne Wade got away? It Was it a way that, you know, mm-hmm. they couldn't work nothing out or he was just ready to go? I think it was the way that I think that he handled it to basically say you need to go. And I think it hurt. I think feelings got bruised because there's no way you can't tell me a guy who has a $125 million uh, contract deal with, with a shoe company in China, $6 million makes that big of a difference to him. Now, to you and I, that's a huge difference. Hell, $6 is a huge difference to me. But right. <laughs> him, $6 million shouldn't, You're right. that's you know, it shouldn't have been that big. <laughs> Exactly. It shouldn't have been uh, a deal breaker. Um, I think his feelings got bruised because he wanted to be the highest paid player. They gave that money to Wi-Fi because he's younger. And what Dwayne Wade forgot was that's what this business is. Again, what have you done for me lately? And right now you are going on a 35-year-old. You don't have a meniscus in your knee. You're not the most you're not the explosive Dwayne Wade that you were in your youth. Um, this is what we're offering, and they hardballed him, and he took offense to it because he felt he bought LeBron, Chris, and they he helped get those two titles and those four straight Finals appearance. He felt the organization should have 
I guess you could say kind of owe him or, you know, give him I mean, some kind nah, of I can, retro contract. I can understand contract. why he feel that way because he took a pay cut and he was less paid than both of those players while they was there. So, you know, I can understand why he feel like that because if I'm taking a pay cut for you to win titles on down the road, you know, reimburse me my money, and hey, we good. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, well, I can see both sides of it. Okay, but we have a saying down here in Florida, and in this instance, this saying really um, applies. That was a him problem. Nobody put a gun to him head to tell to tell him to take a pay cut. <laughs> so that was a that's a him problem. No, really, I'm dead serious. I mean, sorry, Dwayne. I mean, that's the business, baby. We got to do whatever. But when time push came to shove, they were going to give him. I think it was two years forty. He got two years forty six. And a half or forty seven from Chicago. Forty seven, yeah. God bless you. Wow. God bless you. We wish you the best, but the team's going in the right the direction and and they pushed Chris away. I mean they what they did to Chris. Look what they did to Chris. Yeah. So Yeah, Chris don't the way it goes, man. Chris need to retire. <laughs> well, he said he's gonna find he's gonna find a doctor somewhere that's gonna allow him to play for one of these NBA teams. So he'll find a quack in one of these cities. Besides the Miami East, so it's, 20, it's 29 other cities, and so you'll find one out, one out of 29 teams that got some quack somewhere that'll say he can play, and knowing damn well he needs not to play basketball. Hey, taking pro set. Let me tell you, let me <laughs> yeah. tell you, dog. Uh-huh. I deal with that. Uh-huh. I deal with that same condition every day of my life, and right. I will till I die. Right. And it's nothing right. to play with. And he's gonna be on the too. court. My dad does too. All fine yeah. and dandy. But that wrong play yeah. falling on his head can kill him. Trust me, I can tell yeah. you from that experience. Yeah, I, so yeah, my dad, my dad had to have surgery. Language, that, yeah, excuse my language, but yeah. sit your ass down, bro. Telling you. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> yeah, you made your money, and, and, and but, but the thing about it, Antoine, his money's guaranteed. They got a pay him. They they got a pay him. Yeah, he got and it. Seventy-nine million. Seventy-nine yeah. million dollars in the bank. Sit down. Yeah, I mean, I know you love basketball, I, I get, but he, you got kids. <laughs> exactly. I get he can't um he can't do what he loves. I understand that wholeheartedly. God knows I want to I want to be a professional basketball player in the worst freaking way. So I understand that. But at the same time, dog, yo, this is your health line. Like I said, my dad dealt with that. I mean, it may have been some twenty about twenty three, twenty four years ago, but at the same time, my dad still deals with that to this day. I mean, he had oh, yeah. that, I mean, that blood clot ain't nothing to mess with. So you can't tell me that twice they've come up and discovered this. The second time was a, that was a no-brainer for the Miami Heat. Now, they, they tried to handle it with kid, kid gloves and try to say, hey, Chris, you know, we're going to let you meet the doctors. But he knew. Listen, that's it. Your, your numbers got to come off the books in 2017 of February. Yep. It is what it is. And it's a business. He knew it. He knew it. You he can't know, know, it wasn't a surprise. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. right. He couldn't have been surprised, and if he was, then I'm gonna need to, I need him to check his uh check his pulse or check his info, his, his ego at the door because <laughs> I know he wanted to play, but dog, it is what it is. You can't right now, and that and that's a tough thing, man. But my buddy, man, I want to thank you, man, for taking that time out on the Monday to join your boy and talk sports with me. Um, as you can see, hey, man, no problem. Your boy's by himself. Your boys by ourselves, so I'm going to bring on like one person a week to chit-chat and have, have him as a guest, man, and we just talk sports for 30 minutes. I decided to go with that route, and uh, it worked out better. 
wasn't no buffering. No, hey, no people bouncing in and out. <laughs> hey, anytime you need me, man, I'm here. You know. I got you, man. I you know, appreciate got, it, man. I appreciate. Hey, I'm gonna follow you guys. We gotta support each other, man. We gotta support each other, man. I appreciate but, uh, that, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. Hey, give out that social media information, man. Hey, y'all can always catch me at Fat Boy Slim. That's a F A B. F-A-T, I'm sorry, B-O-I-S-L-I-M underscore 21 on Twitter. Smitty Sports Machine on sportsblog.com and Facebook. And y'all can catch me in person, Antoine Smitty Smith on Facebook. I mean, like I said, Will, man, I want to thank you for always inviting me and being supportive of what I'm doing. And hey, like I said, I'll come back anytime you need me. Appreciate that, big dog. I'll holler at you, man. Everybody be safe today on Halloween. Listen. Say a prayer for somebody. A prayer changes things. I holler. See y'all next week. Amen.